Rancho Radio. 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by Pam Harris's Pequail Realty in Rio Rancho on Southern Boulevard. It is time to find out what is going on in the city of Vision with our mayor, the mayor of Rio Rancho, Greg Hull. Good morning, mayor. Good morning, Derek. And if you want to know what's going on in the city of Vision, you got to pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Things are moving at the speed of light around here, it seems like. You know, it's funny, a few months ago when we did the State of the City, how quickly things are moving. And I got the opportunity to give that presentation and play the video, which I want to remind people, if you haven't watched the State of the City, I know you think you might think it's a little bit boring, but there's a lot of information in there. And so I really want to encourage people to go to the city's website, rrnm.gov, and just in the search block, put State of the City, and the video will come up. And, and it's, it's not just you sitting there talking either. No. It's, Pictures of things that have been going on in the city. Correct. You narrate it. Correct. But, yeah. And it's really important that people go look at that because that really gives you factual information about what's going on in the city because, you know, you get into some of these various different narratives of what people think are happening. But the reality is there's a lot going on in the background. And that's why we do this show is because we want people to have the information so that when somebody asks, what's going on over there? You can be the one to know. You know, I know what's going on. How'd you learn that? Well, I got it from the mayor. That's why we want people to tune into the the Mayor Hull Show here in Rio Rancho so we can get this information out and let people know what's going on. So things are moving really fast. And if you watch that, you'll notice we've already moved past a lot of those projects. (laughs) People are really looking for the factual information because, look, be very clear about this. Social media has its purposes, but the reality of it is, is that there's a lot of misinformation on social media. Oh yeah. And when you're looking at that and you're reading it, you're asking yourself the question, where did this come from? How did this narrative get started? I wish I could just have a town hall almost every day where I could say, okay, I read this and let's talk about this. We need to have a format where a discussion can be had where it's not online and we can supply documents and we can supply real information that says this is what the truth is. This is what we have. These are the documents that have been signed and this is the things that we're doing. And so, you know, as we move the city along, it's very important to make sure that we get as much information out to people as possible. And that is an extreme effort to be transparent as we can possibly be. And I know that our website a few years back was listed as the number one most transparent website in the state by NM Fog. That's and a city website, municipality. City, yeah, city, the city website. And NM Fog is the foundation for open government. Mm-hmm. So we they looked at our information and they see all the things that we're putting out there. And I think you and I talked about this. There's a, just a cornucopia of information on the city's website. Police reports, crime statistics, the budget, where we're spending money. You can probably go to that website and I think you can, if you dig hard enough, I know some of this stuff's a little buried in there. I apologize for that. But you can probably find receipts from when people buy gasoline. Mm. And did you know there's also on the city's website, it's called the 360 and it's basically a transparency portal. Did you know there you can go there and if you, as you go to that page, there's a link there that shows you every salary of every city employee. Hmm. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you can go and because that's public information. Right. Because tax dollars paying those salaries. That's tax dollars paying those salaries. So those are published right there. And then you can go on there and look at various different statistics and how they compare to previous years. One of the questions uh, that I've been talked to about is, 
What are we doing as it pertains to growing the police department? Well, you can read all of my statements that are public record and part of the budget when it comes to how we want to grow public safety in the city of Rio Rancho. And we've been very aggressive about that over the last five years. I think we've increased the budget just for Rio Rancho Police Department over the last five years. I think somewhere in the area of $5 million annually that, that we've increased funding and added more positions. So we've added four new officers. And if I had my way and we have the money and we can afford it, we'll add more officers because we need to make sure that we're growing the police department in a respective manner to the population growth in the city of Rio Rancho. As far as social media goes, you mentioned, so your Facebook page is Mayor of Rio Rancho. When there's stuff posted on there by you, Greg Hull, yes, that won't be fake news. No. That's you. Right. But what other people might post on there, you have no control. Correct. And when somebody puts something up, they're not backing it up with reports and they're not backing it up with documents. It's important that if you see something, you go, hey, What's your source of this information? Because things descend into, you know, spiral out of control really quick. And we want to make sure that we have accurate information so that when we as a city and a city leadership respond to some of these concerns, you know, we know where the information came from so we can either confirm it or provide accurate information that clarifies the story. Yeah, And to make people aware that may not know this, there are people out there that start fake Facebook pages to post and cause trouble. And so when I say we can trust what you put on there because you're the one moderating the page. Correct. We can't always trust what other people, they may not even be the person they say that. Uh, no, that is true. And, and, and look, it's pretty easy to identify some of the fake pages. But that being said, there is a great source of information. And as a matter of fact, a few months ago, just going to crime statistics for just a minute, The Observer did a really great article where they downloaded all the information from the last five reports And over the last five reports showed through the police reporting that crime was down 13 percent. And this is the police department reporting these numbers, not the mayor's office. Mm -hmm. Right. This is the police department Mm -hmm. and the FBI national crime statistics is where these numbers come from. So when you pull those down, the Rio Rancho Observer, the headline of the article was crime down four percent Rio Rancho during a pandemic year is something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you just go on and Google search that from the Rio Rancho Observer, you'll find that article. And there's some really great comparative numbers. But we're trying to keep the information out there. And as I said, when we started this segment is the information is moving at light speed right now. And we've got to try to keep up with it. And our goal is to get as much information out there. So I'm going to make another request today is that, as you know, Derek, we turn this show into a podcast after it's done. Mm -hmm. And so what I would have people to do is go out to the podcast, Greg Hull, Mayor of Rear Rancho podcast. It's on Spotify. And you can take this link and actually share it on your Facebook page. You can mm-hmm. share it on your social media. You can put it on Nextdoor so that people can hear this is what the mayor's talking about. This is where this is at. And if anybody wants to verify some of the things that we talk about on the station and Derek, you're very astute about grilling me for details. <laughs> so I don't think I could sit here and look you in the face during this interview and say something that was just blatantly wrong and that you wouldn't call me out on it. So you are very astute in this area and you follow things and you get all the press releases and you read the information. And so that's why I really like doing KDSK because it's a platform for us to get real information out. And I think the people of Rio Rancho really trust you in this radio station and how you've integrated yourself into the city of Rio Rancho. And you're really in the community. You're out there. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. 
Enjoy it. So I would say too, though, again, with social media, if somebody sees something on your page or any page about the city, to go to the site the mayor just mentioned and see if somebody says, oh, you know, crime is terrible here and, and uh, Rio Rancho's crime rate's going through the roof. Check it for yourself because right. anybody can post anything on social media. I could put up the sky is green mm -hmm. and it's up a to you to find out if it's true or not. Yeah, a conversation would ensue at that point, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> and that's the thing. And, and if there's one thing that people want in Rio Rancho, and this is loud and clear, is they want to feel safe in their community. And nobody wants that more than me. And as Rio Rancho's mayor, okay, I want to make sure that I do everything I can to help people feel as safe as they possibly can. Can any mayor or any city or anywhere ever control all crime all the time to where there's zero? No, it's never going to be zero. Those are unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is we can take steps to make sure that it doesn't get out of control and that we're doing the things that we can do to mitigate it, slow it down. And you probably saw an article a couple of weeks ago about a guy that went on a crime spree here in Rio Rancho. I'm very proud of our Rio Rancho police because they immediately identified the problem. They set up a sting. They went out. They worked hard to round this person up and they got this person off the street. And that was very, very, very important. And that's incredible work. But understand, that's the work of the police department, and our goal as policymakers is to make sure that we're giving them the funding they need to be successful. And so that being said, light speed was the <laughs> information moving at light speed was the topic that we went in here in the state and city. And uh, we were saying all that because we've got some pretty cool announcements is we, the city of Rio Rancho has received yet another first time an extremely prestigious award here. And it is, for those that might not know, we've talked about this the campus park quite a bit mm -hmm. over the last six months since we've we've talked about it for over a year because we wanted to get it open. As it was being built, yeah. And campus park has been an absolutely huge success. You know, we've had the Philharmonic out there twice. We've had three really major community events out there. We had the Mayor's Gala out there, and then we've had a lot of music in the park and movies in the park series out there. In six months, we've put that to a lot of use, and if you haven't been out there, drive out there because there's a beautiful, huge Christmas tree in the middle of that park, and it's all lit up, and uh, it looks beautiful out there, so go take a look at it. But the park, it says here, and I just want to read this real quick, is the city of Rio Rancho is proud to announce that Campus Park and the Sky Room, now that's the structure, that's the cube-looking structure, it's called the Sky Room, and it's an amphitheater. So the Sky Room Amphitheater was recognized at the American Institute of Architects Awards Program on December 3rd, 2021, for its distinctive architecture and received the Honor Award, the highest level of award for architectural achievement and outstanding merit. That's their largest award in the American Institute of Architects. And so we are very proud to receive such amazing recognition for this. And a lot of people ask, who was the architect? Well, the architect was McLean and you, why you? And as I said, it was our goal to create an iconic structure that would uniquely characterize Rio Rancho as a community with its own cultural identity. I was quoted saying that, and we're honored to be recognized with such a prestigious award. That's in the press release, and that's a comment from me. But we really get an opportunity to bring the community together in ways that has never been done before in Rio Rancho. 
And I've always said Rio Rancho is really kind of a community of eight to 10 villages. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all in one border, right? So how do we create a center where everybody from each of their villages want to come and participate in something that says, this is who we are as Rio Rancho. So now the Sky Room is that iconic structure that when people take pictures of it and somebody says, where's that? That's Rio Rancho. And while it probably will never be as famous as the Sydney Opera House or, or the Golden Gate Bridge or the Boston Bean or the Bull on Wall Street. Maybe it'll never be that iconic or the Arch in St. Louis. Maybe won't be that, but it does distinctly identify us. And so when concerts happen there and people see the pictures of this amazing facility, they ask the question, where is this? And we get to say, this is Rio Rancho, New Mexico. And so people are already starting to identify this structure. And a lot of people want to be photographed. We've had drones out there, yeah. people flying, being photographing, and all kinds of photographic events that have already happened out there. And the park has not yet even been open six months. I think of it as kind of our, if you're looking at like Mayberry with the Andy Griffith show, it's our town center where the bandstand would have yes. been back in the day. Yes. The Sky Room is our kind of our bandstand. It really is. Yeah. It really is. So it's a wonderful location and what an amazing award to receive the AIA 2021 award. And I hope you'll see this in the Observer today. I haven't had a chance to look at it. If not, maybe it'll be in next week's Observer. City of Rio Rancho Sky Room at Campus Park receives highest honor at the AIA 2021 awards program. So amazing stuff. Yeah. And that's right on the heels of your NAOP award. Yeah. The NAOP award, which we got just two weekends ago. Yeah. We talked about that, I think, last Sunday. Mm -hmm. And that was the Cleve Matthews Vision Award is what it was. And that award doesn't get given out every year. So the city received that from NAOP, which is the Association of uh, Builders and Commercial Investors and Bankers and individuals that are kind of in the development community for the development called Los Diamantes, where Westside Boulevard goes all the way out mm -hmm. to Joe Harris Elementary and will eventually, someday in the future, mm -hmm. tie to Rainbow Boulevard. Right. And right. then there's room to build more houses out toward Rainbow someday. Right. That's also identified location for the next Rio Rancho High School. Oh. I don't I don't know when that'll get built, right. but if you go look at the master plan, that's part of the presentation is that the third Rio Rancho High School is going to be right there. Well, that would as population grows, I guess that'll determine when that gets built. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah, really two very prestigious awards in the last three or four weeks. I couldn't be more honored to be at the head of Rio Rancho when these awards came in because we have. we For these two particular awards, we have truly worked for the last seven years to get to this point and to see our work recognized by these outside entities and organizations that are looking in. And, you know, NAOP, well, we received the Cleve Matthews Award for the Vision Award for Los Diamantes. Rio Rancho was also a runner up and recognized by NAOP for the Sky Room, which, mm. which is this. Mm -hmm. We were also recognized for our new senior center out mm. at City Center. And next year, I'm very sure we'll be nominated for the new Orthopedic Center of Excellence, which just opened up. So all of this development, all of this growth is really just exploding right now and very exciting times in Rio Rancho. And that's why I say, we mentioned these things in the state of the city, what, three months ago? Mm -hmm. And now they're all here. They're all done, yeah. <laughs> so that's really affirming that things are moving in the right direction. And uh, on a smaller scale, but still good, we had uh, ribbon cutting this last week. 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, Stripes Burrito Company, if you haven't heard, on Southern Boulevard, right there in the corner, I think it's 26th and Southern, has opened. So if you haven't gone down there to get your burrito, give them a look-see. That's one of the many businesses that we have opening up. And I don't know if you saw it, Derek, but all the signage went up on a certain chicken place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Popeye's Chicken has got all their signage up. So right. things. So we should be doing a ribbon cutting there pretty soon as well. But Stripes is open and it's great local ownership. And I think that they're going to do great business. And we appreciate their investment in the community of Rio Rancho. And we'll continue to work with them to try to help them be as successful as they can possibly be. And the uh, Popeye's Chicken is on Southern... Across from the new Murphy's gas station? Is that well, right? next door to the new Murphy's net gas station, kind of in the in the same parking lot as O'Hare's. Uh-huh. So that's kind of the city's uh, landmark that pe- most people know. Okay. Yeah. So you've got that, but it is across the street from Church's Chicken. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got your so, choice. Well, Depends you know. Which way, uh, what side of the street you know, you're on? That's, you know, that's, I, I've, we've been talking about this for years, Derek. When an investor wants to come into the city, they have to really make that choice. And they look for the most advantageous spot to go to make sure that they make the most amount of money, right? So they obviously said, hey, if churches is being successful there, then we can be successful right across the street. It was kind of like the old uh, Walgreens CVS strategy, right? 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 Yep. If Walgreens did it- Put one across the street. Then yeah. that means they've already done the market research. So, and if they're surviving and if they're doing good, then we can do good right across the street. It was the same kind of thing when we got the Dunkin' Donuts in town, is they located right across the street yeah. from Dutch Brothers Coffee. Mm-hmm. And I know Dunkin' does their own national research and Dutch Brothers does, but- you look at that and go, that wasn't a mistake. They bought a old, you know, the old car wash that needed to be demolished. So right. that was a redevelopment project that actually cost them more money to develop that site than if they had just gone out and bought a lot and developed a lot. Here they did the demolition and had a bunch of other stuff that had to go on. And then they had to regrade the site to current specifications and current codes and then build a building. So, you know, as you're going along with this, these investors are looking for the best opportunity to be successful as they can possibly be. So a lot of new offerings. This past year has been crazy for businesses that have opened up in Rio Rancho. I see. I don't know the name of it or anything. There's no signage, but it looks like there's a car wash going up on Unser. I don't have the name of it yet, but there is a new car wash being built there on the corner of Unser and I want to say that's Fifth Street. I may have that wrong. Anyway, if you drive up Unser... You can't miss it. It's on the west side of the road. It's right on the corner just before the uh, apartments there. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that's coming. And uh, once again, apparently this investor has done some market research and feels that that will be a location where they can be very successful. And when you think about it, there's 30 to 40,000 cars a day that drive by that location. And they're all dirty. (laughs) And they're all dirty, right? right? (laughs) So they did the traffic counts. They did the studies and they decided this is where they wanted to go. And so they bought the property and now they're building. And so those are some of the things that when we think about development, it really comes down to where the private developer wants to put the money and where they feel that they're going to be the most successful. So yeah. we're, we're excited about that. And a couple new companies coming to town that I'm, since their signs are up, I guess I can talk about them. Wow. You know, you got up near you, you've got the Tap and Taco. Right. That took, it used to be the Burger King. It took yeah. the old Burger King building. I think they're coming online real soon. Okay. Probably making some brew right now. 
Uh, you know, uh, either that or they're buying local brew and going to serve it there. I don't know yeah. if they're going to brew their own or if they're going to buy local beers from local breweries and, and sell it there. Right. Some places do that. And then there's that new place. Uh, do you know where the building is? It was where Banana Leaf was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right there on 528, yeah. not I too far from the Target. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a new sign there and we have talked to the people. And you remember we called a special meeting for this about a month ago now. We called a special meeting to approve their beer and wine license. So that is a new restaurant called Whiptail. Okay, so go check out Whiptail. And I don't know when we've got their ribbon cutting scheduled, but I know we were working really hard to get them open in front of Christmas. Mm -hmm. And that is why we called that governing body special meeting so that the Rio Rancho governing body and myself are not just saying we're business friendly, we're acting business friendly. If we hadn't called that special meeting, that beer and wine license would have had to gone on the January 9th meeting. Because you only have one in December because of the holidays. Correct. So we needed to call that special meeting to get this new business up and running. And, you know, those are the things that we're willing to do. Yeah. Now, I noticed on the schedule, there's a meeting on the 21st. It's coming Tuesday. What's that one for? Well, Derek, when we have exciting news... I like to call a special meeting so we can just lock it down, right? I have called a special meeting 2.30 on Tuesday the 21st to have the governing body approve a contract for the reconstruction of Rainbow Boulevard from Southern all the way to Northern. Oh. So we've been working very hard to get, this is one of the really, really, really bad roads. And I know, look, there are a lot of bad roads in Rear Rancho. And I know right away, a lot of people that are listening to this going, oh, doggone it. Yeah, yeah. I wish that was my road. Well, we're doing this as we come across funds and opportunity. And in this particular case, there's a developer that's building out there. And so we worked with the developer in a public-private partnership, and they're paying for some of it. And we went after some roadway funds from the state, and we were able to get some funds, put it all together, and get this road repaved. So if you live out that area where you take Rainbow home, construction's going to start real soon because we could have waited to approve this contract until January. I didn't want to wait that long. Mm-hmm. I want the construction company to go ahead and ramp up and get ready and start doing the public information meetings so that we can get this project going as quickly as possible. It's going to mean more orange barrels. And, you know, we were at the, uh, (laughs) we were at the Chamber's 40th celebration uh, luncheon, their award ceremony Mm -hmm. this past week. Derek, you and I, which they rightfully recognized you for supporting small businesses in our community and all of the free advertisements that you helped some of the small businesses with to get them onto an advertising program. Right. And And that was with the specialty shop on Southern when they were rebuilding Southern. Right, right. Yeah. So you worked really hard, gave up a lot of your own resources to help the small businesses in Rio Rancho. And I was appreciative that Jerry recognized you and all the people that worked together to do some of that stuff to really help business in Rio Rancho. That really shows how Rio Rancho centric and supportive you are. And so that being said, there's no businesses on Rainbow we have to worry about. Right. There are no businesses on Rainbow. But we want to move these things forward and we want to get them done quickly. And so uh, get the contract approved, get this up and running. And what I was about to say about that thing is Jerry recognized the fact that we had orange barrels all over the city. I apologize. (laughs) Jerry had recognized. He said, hey, the mayor reminded us that eight out of 10, because we had 80, almost 80 percent voter approval on the road bond, that eight out of 10 
people approve the orange barrels. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of funny because when he mentioned all the orange barrels and all the construction, I got up and took a bow. Yes, you did. (laughs) I was like, and I'm like, okay, I'll take full responsibility for this. Well, if we're going to blame you for the barrels and the construction and the delays, we also got to give you credit for the smooth streets we have when they're done. But uh, that part of Rainbow is pretty worn, and I've been down there. And seeing the big picture, of course, if you ever want, we mentioned there's no businesses on that street. Right. If you pave it, you might get some. Right. And this is going to be a nice paving job. It's supposed to include curb, gutter, sidewalks, different things like that. So this isn't just laying down another slab of asphalt, Mm -hmm. right? We're hoping to get it done, get it done right. And of course, right now with supply chain issues, prices are going up. That's another reason we want to get this contract approved because if prices fluctuate before we sign the contract, we could end up having to go back out for a rebid. And if we go out for rebid, we may not have the money to cover the project if materials continue to escalate the way they are now. So it was only prudent and responsible and efficient to call the special meeting so that we can get the best possible price on these materials, you know, for what we're trying to accomplish out there. And I'm working on streets. And I know for those of you that are listening and saying, when are they going to get to the residential roads? When are they going to get to this road? When are they going to get to that road? I remind you that there were no roads being fixed when I took office in 2014. There were no roads. We had to get the road bond started in 2016. And so in the last six years, we've been able to rebuild and replace 27, if not more, major road segments throughout the city. Now, we've discussed this. Those 27 roads are spread out all over the city. So as you and I've talked, you might not know that, that what roads have been fixed, but we're spread out over 103 square miles and our entire road project, our needs in roads to get them fixed is $400 million minimum. And that's before we started seeing this inflation. So that number might be up to 500 million for all I know. And that is why we've got to move forward on these as incrementally as possible. And the road bond only supplies the city with $10 million every two years. So that's like throwing $5 million a year at a 400 to $500 million problem. It's going to take some time. All of this damage didn't happen overnight and it's not going to get fixed overnight. And I'll always be very honest about that. And we're deploying every available resource that we can toward roads. And, you know, when we do our year end wrap up show next week, next week, yes. yeah, next week, you know, we'll kind of go over the roads that we got fixed in 2021 because we got a lot of roads fixed in 2021. Yes. And I'm curious too. So you drive around the city all the time. Let's say you're coming here to the station, you drive down Barber Loop and you say to yourself, this road is in terrible condition. It should get repaved. You don't get really to make that decision, do you? I don't get to make that decision. What we do is we put it on a priority list and then we put it in front of the governing body. Well, first it goes to an infrastructure advisory committee called the Public Infrastructure Advisory Board, which is the PIAB. They look at the recommended road projects based on the available funding that we have. And they either concur or disagree And then whatever their recommendations are come up to the governing body and the governing body then either concurs or disagrees. Right. And then at that point, that pushes staff in a direction of the city employees in a direction that says this is what we want to get done next. And so, for example, the Public Infrastructure Advisory Board and the city council have already approved the list of identified projects that would get done in the next bond cycle. So on March 1, everybody will have the opportunity to vote to renew the, the road bond. 
no tax increase. Just do you want to keep it going? And so, so the projects identified that if the bond cycle gets approved to the roads that I know people will know right away. If you're listening to this radio show, you'll know these roads. One is Spring Road from Unser all the way down to Chessman. And I've gotten a lot of comments and a lot of input on getting that particular road fixed. There's infrastructure underneath the road that needs to be replaced, like water lines and stuff like that. And while we have the road up, we're going to fix all that. We're not going to fix a road on top of bad water lines. I'm not going to throw good money after bad. Okay. And cut a hole in it to fix the water lines after it's been repaved. Correct. Right? <laughs> I want it fixed to where, you know, nobody can dig into the road for at least, you know, five or six years. We don't want to create cracks that don't need to be there. Sure. And so Spring Road is one. And then another one that a lot of people know about that they use it currently as a cut through is 19th coming off of 528 going down Grande. Yeah, I do that. And you come through there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remind like everybody that's track. a residential neighborhood, yeah, so but, keep it at 25. But that's a railroad, like driving on a trestle. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. I know. I know people ask me all the time, have you ever driven out? Yes, most likely I've driven on your street because I have taken the time to go out and look at these things very personally and get out. And I've had people pull up to me in their cars going, Mayor, what are you doing standing in the street? I said, I'm looking at this road. I'm trying to figure out what needs to be done or how we can find the funding to get this road fixed. And they're like, oh, that'd be great. And every road is a priority, but every road is a different priority. And so we're looking at the roads that have the highest traffic counts. Now, another one that's going to be based on really business, business driven, that's we're asked that if this road bond gets approved, a road that we will get fixed is Quantum. Oh, yeah. Okay. This wraps around the police station there by Northern and 528. Quantum is at a sinkhole. Quantum has has huge cracks in it. There are a lot of people that walk Quantum every day from the businesses that are back there. You know, Electrosonics is back there. Mm-hmm. U.S. Cotton is back in there. So there's a lot of businesses that use that. Independence High School is back there. The Rio Rancho Public Schools Corporate School District offices are back in there. So this is more of an economic development fix on a road that carries a lot of traffic to people that live and work in Rio Rancho. This is the road that they work on. Mm -hmm. So so getting it fixed, that's why it became a priority. As we get done with some of the main arterials, we're starting to drill into what we call the collectors. And those are the streets that collect the traffic before it pushes it out to the arterials. So it's a progressive drill down in from the big roads down to the medium roads to the little roads. And so we're working in that direction. I know another one a lot of people talk to me about is where Lincoln Middle School is. I think that's Lima Road. And that's one, yes, I've driven it a bunch and I see what it needs and we've got it on the list. So you can recommend streets for the list? Yes, and we do. And and quite frankly, uh, the city councilors will probably, you know, before it goes to the, the public infrastructure advisory board, city councilors will recommend roads that they really want to get fixed in their districts. I can tell you that, uh, for example, Bob Tyler really, really, really wants to get Enchanted Hills Boulevard repaved, but that's a very expensive ticket. So we're, we're trying to figure that's that one out. It's a wide street, yeah. Councilor Jim Owen and former mayor of Rio Rancho, getting Rainbow done is something that he's wanted done for years and years and years because he lives over in that area and wants to get this done for his constituents. And the the people that live around him are like, Hey, you know, can we get rainbow? 
in the same way it is with people that live around me in my neighborhood. When are you gonna, when's this street going to get fixed? When's that street going to fix? We don't have a time and date and place for each one of them, right? But every road is on the list. And it's just when it comes up based on the funding and availability. And the one thing that we've done, for example, Rainbow Road, we went after some state funds. We went after some federal funds on that. Because we paired it up with the developer and paired it up with federal funds, our matching funds on that were only 5%. Oh, that's not much. So wouldn't you love to uh, hand me a $5 bill and get a $100 bill in return? (laughs) You just multiply that out to several million dollars. So we got a, a really nice match on that that allowed us to bring that project forward. We honestly didn't know when we were gonna be able to do it. It was on the priority list. It's a road we wanted to get fixed. When were we going to get the money? We didn't know. Then all of a sudden this opportunity came up because we were all keeping our eye on the ball. This is something that I said when I first came into office back in 2014. A full-time mayor needs to keep full-time focus on where the opportunities are so that we don't miss opportunities. And here we had an opportunity to grab some, some money to get a major road project done. And now it's going to get done. And we're, So that's what the special meeting is about on Tuesday the 21st, and that's at uh, 2.30 p.m. at the Rear Rancho City Council Chambers if you'd like to come in and see that, or you can also attend the meeting on Zoom. So it's a good thing, and I felt like we really needed to move forward and get that done. Also in that is a contract to complete the trail system on Westside Boulevard. Hmm. So if you've never walked down Westside Boulevard, you can see there's this asphalt trail that runs right. down most of it. But I thought it's, it was a bike path. Or yeah, something. It, it could be used either way, I think. Yeah. But the trail ends at uh, Trailside. And so we've always wanted to make that connection from Trailside down to Unser so that people can walk along there. Yeah. And so that's another contract that's being awarded in there is completing some of the West Side improvements there. So you get a little little money, splash it around, get the projects done, right? Yes. One step at a time, one step at a time. That's it. Well, you know, Mayor, the next time I see you, we will have celebrated Christmas. That is true. And that's why I want to wrap this up with by telling everybody, have a very, very Merry Christmas. And uh, please be safe out there. If you're traveling, we want you to, you know, be safe. Be safe around, you know, (laughs) Christmas lights and fireplaces. And we've heard of a few house fires that have been going on, like in Albuquerque and stuff like that. I never know what they're caused from sometimes, but... Around Christmas time, you go, hey, everybody, be careful when you're traveling, be safe, and uh, have a joyous and very Merry Christmas.